This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Monday and Friday video cast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days, yonder, hither, to and fro. Ooh, that was good. That was well mix it up a little bit. And of course, we also manufacture the very cool FLG mats right here in the United States, do all kinds of fun stuff like run events, and sometimes we talk about games. Today, we're going to talk about my favorite game, Warhammer 40k. Is it your favorite? It is my favorite game. You know what my favorite game is? The Game of Life, which I am currently winning at. Oh, I am not, because <laughs> I somehow ended up with you. No, oh, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a win right there. That's a double win. Win-win. Oh, I actually am lucky to have a cool business partner that works hard and is an honest guy like Franklin. And plays harder. On a completely yeah, off topic. We every, you guys were at the beach this weekend. I was in the office working away. And you were invited. <laughs> well, uh... Yeah, I was, but I, there was too much to do this weekend. Yeah. I'm glad you guys had fun. Everyone is sunburned in oh, the yeah. office today. Yep. Uh, it turns out you're supposed to wear sunscreen when you go to the beach. Yeah, I heard Hannah did not wear sunscreen. No, they did, but uh, they uh, are see-through. Yes. So when the sun hits them, Brandon and Hannah, they just burn. They're the whitest Sizzled. people I know. You did get burned. Oh, God. And if you hear the sweet sounds of baseball, <laughs> that is because for some reason our neighbors are practicing at 11 uh, they on, actually started at 10.50. On Monday. Which is, you know, when I schedule appointments, I'm usually like, you know, 10.50, 10.55, I'll be there. Uh, that's about when it fits into my schedule. So. Indeed. Uh, really so good. if you do hear that, uh, that is what that is. And Sucks. we have a little control of it. So uh, at any rate, let's uh, jump in and start talking about the Chaos Codex. We can now talk about it as soon as you see it go up on Games Workshop's website. That's when kind of our, our gag order is lifted and we're able to discuss uh, the codexes because obviously Frankie and I helped play test them and we were way ahead, like we, we've just been waiting to talk about a lot of this stuff. So uh, instead of trying to cover the Grey Knight Codex and the Chaos Codex in one show, it's a, that's way too much information. We're gonna talk about Chaos uh, today. We'll talk about the Grey Knight Codex on Friday. Um, there is a Chaos Space Marine Codex overview up on the FLG site that uh, went up over the weekend. Kind of gives you an idea of like the notable points. There's way too much information. If I was going to write like a comprehensive review, it would be gigantic. Yeah. Uh, it just I don't really have time to do that uh, anymore. Like I used to do with the good, the bad, and the ugly reviews where we went through every unit. Um, that takes like five, six hours to write those, and and right now I don't have the time for that. But what we thought we would do is we'd, we'd discuss it and then we'd just open up the chat and you guys could hit us with some of your questions about the Chaos Codex because um, we're getting a lot of questions on the blog and there's a lot of um, like little like questions that like do require clarification. I think the biggest one is do the changes in the Chaos Space Marine Codex to the data sheets override data sheets in the index and the answer is yes, they Correct. do. But uh, it doesn't invalidate anything. So, like, anything that's not in the codex, you can still use from the index. 
Yeah. So, so let's talk about that because that is confusing. So yeah. GW has told us, and they do the same thing in Age of Sigmar, that you use the most recent version of any data sheet. Yep. Whereas in Age of Sigmar, you use most version, the recent version of any war scroll. Uh, 40K, same thing. But they have also said that you could use index data sheets with codex points for war gear. That's when it gets a little confusing. Age of Sigmar doesn't do that. Yeah. Um, but like if you if you have a chaos space between detachment and you're using like a sorcerer on a bike, which is probably going to be the most common one, you can use the points for war gear in the codex if it differs. Um, yeah, and the reason for that is the points in the codex are adjusted uh, to be more balanced. And the index, it was they were balanced at the time, but it's adapted. So yeah, well, it's and, and a lot of people are, are. There's a lot of grumbling online because there is always grumbling online. But there's a lot of grumbling online, like, well, you know, the index just came out and the points are already changing. The thing is, the thing you have to ask yourself this, and obviously we can't disclose it, but we're just going to pose the question: is when was the index done? And when was the codex done? Now they were released very close to each other. That does not mean that they were written in the same span of time no. to one another. One of those could have been written way before the other one was. And in that span of time, there might've been time to adjust things, right? So from the perception of the consumer, it seems it could seem strange, but just ask yourself that question. What if the index was, was finished way before the codex? Now, obviously we can't say if that's the case or not, but we're just posing the question. And if you ask yourself that question, you could lead yourself to conclusions that make all of this make sense. Yep. So uh, on to the codex, uh, it's great. The Chaos Space Spring Codex is, in my opinion, like an absolute home run. Uh, I, I love it. It's what Chaos Space Spring players have wanted for a really long time. Oh, yeah. It gives you Legion rules, uh, marks of chaos. The points are, uh, I'm sure there's gonna be people that agree or disagree, but for generally speaking, the, chaos, the the points have been adjusted and they're, they're, they're fair. There's unit adjustments, straight up changes to profiles. I think the big ones, uh, uh, Brimstone Horrors, yep. uh, they got a much needed nerf. And uh, yes, that means that that data sheet is the new one. If you're a demon player, that's the one you use. So what was the nerf? They went up to three points per, per base. They used to be two. And now they can only cast Normal Smite if there are 10 pink horrors in the unit. If there are less than 10, then you only do one damage with your Smite, and then Brimstone's one of them dies when, yeah. you, when you use it. So uh, no more uh, big unit of Brims with a single blue doing full strength Smite. That's gone. You can't do that anymore. So it's a, it's a significant nerf. I don't think it's enough. I think Brims are still too good for what you get. Um, other people could agree or disagree with that statement. Uh, but if you look at the ETC, the only player to get max points and go undefeated had like 150 brimstones and then like 12 exalted flamers. It was like zeroed in on the units that were the most out of whack with points in the indexes, which that's what you do at the ETC. Yeah, uh, I mean, at most tournaments, you're trying to make your most points efficient list as you can. And uh, yeah, the brims did it very well, as do uh, some other models, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that, that's one of the big changes. So yeah, if, if you're using horrors, that's the new data sheet that you use. doesn't matter if you're playing what army. You could be playing renegades summoning in horrors or, or, or uh, demons. Uh, yeah, that is what you use. Some of the other really cool changes, possessed went up to two wounds, makes them absolutely viable unit now. Yes. Obliterator's got double the number of shots. Again, it's not what they were. It's very different to what you're used to, but they're really good. 
when you deep strike them in and you put the veterans of the long war stratagem, which is one of the best stratagems in the game, yep. they wreck stuff. Um, uh, some of the other changes, uh, demons, all the demon troops went down in points. Bloodletters at seven points, in my opinion, is a little too cheap, but Pretty it's good. amazing. That means Pretty summoning good. them, they went down in power level too. Yeah. So now they're power level four, which means if you want to summon in 30, you only have to roll a 12 or higher, which is not hard, especially if your word bears, their special stratagem lets, it's from one CP, it lets you reroll any of the dice and you can't perils. It almost guarantees that you're gonna get, a tw- I mean, it, obviously it doesn't guarantee it, but it gives you extremely high odds of getting a 12 or more and you can't perils. And when you summon in 30 blood letters, again, if you have the instrument, you get plus one to your charge. Yeah. You only need to roll an eight to make the charge out of reserves and you have a command point, you can reroll one of those dice. The odds are heavily in your favor. I can tell you from experience, when you summon in the blood letter bomb, very Pretty few good. things in the game can withstand Pretty that. Good. They wreck stuff. Extremely good, uh, extremely good unit. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the the secret sauce are the stratagems, yes. like we've been talking about with all the codexes, the stratagems and the uh, relics and stuff like that really take the armies to the next level. It was funny, I was looking online and there were a few people that were complaining about chaos and they're like, man, I just I can't win any games. I'm like, oh, and seven and all this stuff. And I'm scratching my head. I'm like, chaos are already really good. But then once the decks comes out, they're extremely good. So these people are like, yay, <laughs> super yeah. excited. And I think, it, like Reese said, this is the codex that everybody's been waiting for. Like, chaos players have been suffering for, what, two, three editions now? Really, and since now, 3.5. Yeah. So. I mean, fifth edition was the most winning codex ever it was kind in of the a game. Boring codex. It was boring. Yeah. But it, it and a part of the reason why it had the most wins under its belt was because the cycle was so much longer. Yeah. Right? Like it's like a football team having more wins in a season, that's because they play more games now, right? So yeah. had an unfair advantage. But yeah, it was boring. Three point five was broken as shit at the time. And I'm glad it changed, but yeah. it went they went too far. So I think that what we have now with eighth edition Chaos Space Rings is like it's like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It's like right in the middle. You get power. You get raw power. Oh, yeah. You don't have the coordinated. Uh, you don't get. You don't get the layered combos and effects that you do like Space Marines, which I think is appropriate. Space Marines are like all about teamwork, you know, and like yeah. being chaos are all brothers. In chaos, are all about individual power, and that's what yeah. you get. So you get these units that can just steamroll people. And in the article, I go into great depth talking about the Terminator bomb. Um, and I'll, I'll rehash it in brief here um, because, you know, read the article for, for in-depth. But basically, a unit that the playtest group has been using, and it's brutally effective. Uh, I have 10 Chaos Terminators with a Combi Plasma Lightning Claw in the Mark of Slanesh. You deep strike down. You put Prescience on them for plus one to hit. Now, I cannot overheat unless my opponent has a minus one to hit for some reason. He's a flyer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you warp time them which lets you move and advance if you want. Obviously, we don't want to advance in this circumstance, uh, unless maybe you're, you're um, Black Legion or something like that. And you can still shoot, which is their Legion trait, but uh, it lets you move. And now you uh, should be four inches away from the, your opponent. You use Veterans of the Long War on them for plus one to wound. Now your overcharged Plasma is uh, Strength 8. So even against a Knight, you're now wounding on threes. Yep. That's bananas. And you're hitting on twos, re-rolling ones, because you got a Lord right behind them. Or if you're shooting at like a conscript screen, you don't even need to overcharge. And you're still killing them on twos anyway. And you, you get 20 shots, uh, you're plus one to wounds, so you're wounding almost everything in the game on a two or a three. 
And then you bust the uh, endless uh, cacophony, cacophony uh, veterans or uh, stratagem that affects slanesh units, and you shoot them again, and you still retain all of the same bonuses. So yeah. the veterans of the long war buff is still in effect, and then you charge, it's and brutal. then you do veterans of the long war again in the fight phase, and now you have lightning claws that are plus one to wound with rerolls to wound, and prescience. I still, you're still hitting on twos, hopefully still in range of the Lord. I've killed three units with this combo. Uh, in Frankie and I's last game, I blew up his Lord of War in one shot. If you use Death Hex, which is an absolutely meta-changing power, it's an 18, or a 12-inch range debuff, takes away your opponent's invulnerable save. You've cast that on a Knight, or a unit of Brimstone Horrors, or a Guillemin, take away their invul save, they're dead. Oh, yeah. I've, I've one-shotted Knights with a unit of Chaos Terminators. They're all, boop! Yeah. Oh, let's do it again. <laughs> it's it's very powerful and uh, it annihilates like conscript screens. I mean, because you just you shoot your bolter and your plasma, and you're hitting on threes now with prescience and then rerolling ones. So you're like, bah, bah, bah. yeah, super good, super good. It's it's crazy. And what we're what you guys are gonna see, and then I think a lot of people were mixed miss because they're not used to it. Yeah. The secret sauce of the new codexes is the stratagems. And then closely following that, it's like uh, the Legion traits, which by now I think you guys should be able to put two and two together. The little word in brackets in every codex we've seen so far gives you a cool trait, much like chapter tactics. So I'll leave you guys to connect two and two on that. But uh, you really get to build themed, cool, effective, powerful armies that play kind of like the fluff would tell you that they do. Oh, yeah. And, and what's cool is they encourage you to play, like, all of that army. Yes. So it's like you're not mixing and matching. You're like, yeah, I want to take an entire army of word bearers or whatever, um, which is really cool. And it makes your armies thematic and powerful and really fun. Yeah, it's amazing. And CW Dub says, Abaddon uh, giving you two CPs is so good. It is. Like, you guys, I think you guys are starting to see now. Like, you want command points. Like, I, I don't go to, to the battlefield usually without six or seven. I aim to get nine. Uh, and, and troops are going to be more and more effective because they unlock those um, detachments, give you more command points. Yeah. And Chaos also got the quote-unquote objective security. It's called, like, Despoilers of the Galaxy. Um, you're going to... And then they've, uh, GW, I believe, has already revealed this with Green Knights, too. Uh, I think you guys can connect the dots here, right? Like... Uh, it's extremely good. You, you're, there is a reason to take troops now, right? Like before in the indexes, you're like, why would I take troops? The answer is you wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. You didn't really have a reason to. Now you do. Um, now you're going to see Chaos Pacers. Now you're going to see Scouts. Now you're going to see um, uh, Tactical Marines, Primaris Marines, wh whatever your, your preferred flavor of troop is for yep. uh, these armies. And they're really effective. Uh, they, they really change the way the army plays. If you're playing a cult legion, like uh, World Eaters, Berserkers are troops. Uh, plague Marines, you get Plague Bearers as troops. They're really good. Yep. You know, take five Plague Bearers with two Melters, Kami Melter, whatever the case may be, and you're kicking ass. And then Berserkers are just ridiculous. Berserkers are really, really good, which ridiculous. is awesome. They've, yeah. been, they've been not great for a long time. Yeah, uh, so. someone in the chat had asked, is Abaddon immune to damage one weapons? What do you think, guys? No. No. Come on. If you divide uh, one by two, rounding up, it's still one. Uh, so no, no one's immune to damage. Come on, that's like Nova Star. You should know better than that. Like, GW does not try to make situations in which you can't... Is he invincible? Yeah. No. It's, it's silly. Like, in Age of Sigmar, we just saw them add in the always hit on a six rule. Yeah. Because it was possible that debuff 
people to the point where they couldn't swing. Who enjoys that? That's not a fun game. So anytime you see something like that, just assume it's not the case. Because yeah. that's not a fun game in which the other person can do nothing. Uh, yeah, there's all this fun, fun stuff in there. Like, uh, Frankie, what's, what are your favorite Legion traits in there? Don't say Night Lords because that's my answer. Um, <laughs> the Alpha Legion uh, yeah. traits are really strong. Um, but I think there's a place for all of them, really and truly. I mean, Black Legion being able to advance and still shoot. And plus one leadership. And plus one leadership is very powerful. And, uh, I mean, Abaddon adds so much to your army that I think it'll be a popular army. Um, but yeah, I think they're all really strong. I like Alpha Legion. I'm becoming to love Alpha Legion. They're just such a fun, well, they're, cool fluff wise. And they, awesome they I think, might have the most compelling backstory. Like they have the coolest backstory because are, are they double agents? Are they triple agents? Yeah. What what's going on? Like, do they know what's going on? And now there's rumors that they're actually Primaris Marine size because they stole it a long time ago. Yeah. And that's why they're the same size as their Primark. Like. What is going on with them? And it's cool. The mystery is fun. It's it's really fun. And then uh, you like Night Lords because, yeah. I mean, you're, you I, love Night Lords. You I've have an always, entire Night Lords army. So. Yeah, well, I've, I've always liked Night Lords because yeah. they look cool and they're really the bad guys. Like, they are the bad boys. Besides, like, Emperor's Children who are, like, so evil it's crazy. The <laughs> Night Lords are, like, I don't They're, like, special ops villains crossed they were trained by batman if batman was like they're like ninjas yeah they're like they're, they're just assassins. evil but badass at the same time yeah and the night lords novels sealed it for me and that's uh, when i was building my army is when that those came out and i was like oh my god i like them even more but the night lords legion traits are my favorite yeah. um the first time frankie experienced it he was like f those guys yeah. he's like what do you mean because you stack all these negative morale buffs debuffs and a lot of people just dismiss morale which oh, I, it's, it's so weird. Like yeah. so many people are like, oh, morale's not even in the game. I'm like, yet, just yeah. wait. Like with Night Lords, you can get a static minus five to your opponent. Yeah. Cause you what? can get up to minus three from the Legion trait. Yeah. A warped, uh, a Raptors can get minus one. And then the, the standard of the icon of despair for Nurgle marked units is another minus one. So sometimes when I'm playing my Night Lords, I'll just run in with the MSU Raptors kill one guy from like four units and they're all at like minus six to their morale check even with they show no no fear guys are running away yep no it's really powerful and without the debuffs yeah morale probably isn't that big of a deal but once you start adding in these stacking debuffs and making people like minus five or six to their morale it's brutal because like we said you start killing one guy here or there all of a sudden every morale check is very scary because you're gonna have guys yep. running away and then like if you focus fire on a couple units and then your opponent's like, oh, crap, i got to burn my command points to keep my units from running away. Yeah. Uh, and rather quaint says, yeah, lose, using with Butcher Cannons, I'm thinking about putting um, a Decimator with Butcher Cannons in my Night Lord's army because it just further exacerbates that point. You force your opponent, like with Space Marines, you make them choose the Warlord trait that it gives a Fearless Bubble if they don't already have the banner of the Emperor Senate, which I think almost every Space Marine player is going to take. Yeah. Um, but a lot of armies don't have access to that, yeah. right? And like a lot of people are like, oh, conscripts with the Commissar. Well, as the game gives you more and more psychic powers that are mortal wound dealing powers, remember those ignore character defense. Like characters are only immune to being targeted in the shooting phase. Yep. That's it. So when you have characters like Space Marines who get a ton of mortal wounds, uh, spells or psychic powers, they're like 18 inch range. If you can draw a bead on that commissar, one librarian can snipe him. Oh, yeah. yeah you like, can bring him down quick. Boop, boop. 
oh, you only have four wounds, that's nice, you're dead. And then all the conscripts are like, ah! Like, oh no. And then things like the warp talent or like uh, night lords, you'll, you'll evaporate the unit. They're yeah. gone. So a lot of the things that are problematic right now, are, are they're, they're, the, the fixes are already in place. We're just waiting for them to come. Um, T6 Ted, can the cult units be taken as troops? They always could. It's in the index. They tell you that you can. You have to have like a world leader's detachment. Yeah. If you have a world leader's detachment where every model in it has the world leader's keyword, then yes, berserkers are troops. Same goes for uh, Death, Death Guard, Guard yeah. Thousand Sons, um, and uh, um, Emperor's Rain. Children. Yep. So that, that's already in place. That hasn't changed. Uh, and the world leader's legion traits is freaking bad ace. Plus yeah. one attack. Berserkers can get plus one attack and attack three times. And that plus one attack goes through all three rounds of combat. Because it's if they charge in the fight phase, they get plus one attack. And you can they obviously can attack twice. But then they have a, a stratagem for world leaders that lets them attack a third time. Yeah. Or you could take corn terminators and attack twice. Yep. with double lightning claws it's a crazy it's very powerful yeah so you guys will start to see that like you'll be you'll have less spam in the game because a lot of these combos only work on one unit and you it'll encourage you to take a maximum size unit and that's because you can only use the same stratagem once per phase yeah um so you'll like like my night lord's army is a mix of msu and full-size units and there's a reason for that it's because i want to be able to use some of these badass stratagems at full effect um algridus uh, vitus uh yeah i mean the minus three plus you have like uh, raptors giving you another minus you have butcher cannons and all these things stacking and then i'm not sure how you shoot them before they so it's not as strong as i say although i've been using it for months and months and months. Well, i just i don't i don't get how you shoot them before they swing in close combat because yeah, if you deep strike in and then you charge yeah, yeah you get to shoot overwatch on sixes but unless they have warp talons in which case you get no overwatch yeah i don't understand what you're saying because yeah. my the army attacks you out of reserves yeah right like you it's you not get, like they're running up the table at you yeah you'll get to so. shoot them in overwatch and then if you have a stratagem that lets you shoot units that came out of reserve which a lot of I think space marines have already gotten it mm -hmm. those are extremely powerful and make sure to take note of that because that'll save your bottom it is but it's a certain amount of range so it's usually a pretty short range and then they just use uh, warp time and then they move into range yeah. and then they attack you no I, I promise so. you that the internet's trying is is poo-pooing on the night lords one I'm telling you from a lot of experience it's crazy yes crazy good the first yeah. time Frankie played against it he was like I hate this. Yeah, my poor Dark Elder. Yeah, they were just like, poof, 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 poof. I killed like 10 guys in the morale phase. Yeah. And they're like, these are guys carrying special weapons or like are powerful melee units. Like mm -hmm. anything that's not immune to morale is going to take a, a run in for the border. It's extremely good. Uh, Night Lords are, are uh, sorry, uh, Alpha Legion's really good. Mm -hmm. The um, They're all really strong. Like I, I think on it, like the everyone's poo-pooing on the ignore cover. Um, for Iron Warriors. Yeah, it's the same for Imperial Fists. And yes, it's not the most exciting, but it is quite good. Yeah. Especially when you when you see how popular things, um, uh, there are armies out there that are really going to take advantage of cover mm. uh, or units to get a bonus to their cover save. That's really going to make a big difference. Is it the most exciting one? No, it's not. No. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, but it, there's always going to be traits that are more or less favorable when compared to one another. Uh, but taking it in a vacuum, if you're an Iron Warriors diehard, Hey, you get ignore cover. Yep. It's better than what you had. Plus, exactly. some of their cool stuff, like their relic, the flesh metal oh, exoskeleton, really it's powerful. really good. Their warlord trait, I think, is one of the best warlord traits. It's fearless yeah. bubble. And their vehicles um, are really powerful too. Yeah, the flesh metal, exo flesh yeah. metal exoskeleton is great. 
So two up save and you regenerate a wound every turn. You put that on a Lord or a Demon Prince and it's it's extremely powerful. Um, and the, the Fearless bubble is crazy good because then you can take a ton of cultists and you don't need uh, Abaddon. Yep. He exactly. makes, you make him fearless. Yeah, it's really good. Or you can just take Marines on foot. Yep. Uh, it opens up a ton of options. There's so many ways to play Chaos. Like, it, it's crazy. Like, yeah. there's, like, just in the playtest group, there's guys who are taking, like, dozens of Alpha Legion, no, excuse me, uh, Berserkers yep. that are minus one to hit outside of 12 inches. Um, yeah, and then you've got Laz Cannons in the backfield with Abaddon. You've got Cultists. You've got Deep Striking. You've got like every single list from the playtest group is different which is great and i'm sure you guys will see it as well like every chaos list is going to have its own little thing i think it so. is uh yeah spartans are legit with all the last cannons are really good and then just remember though all it takes is one cultist putting his hand on it and it's not shooting so bear that in mind they are extremely good but those vehicles you have to protect them because it's so easy to stop them from shooting. I can't remember. Do Spartans have the rule to back away and still shoot? I don't think they have the Titanic. I can't remember. I don't think they, they do. Um, but yeah, they are, they are quite good. Uh, they are quite good. Um, when, you, when you put all your eggs in one basket like that, just be, be prepared because like in my corn army, I take a knight that's the, all like, kitted to the max. And I just accept the fact that if I'm playing against a really shooty army and they go first and it's like Guillaume and Gunline, that knight is probably dead. Knight's gone. Yeah, yeah, the knight's dead. I just accept that. Right. So when you when you have a big expensive unit like that, you just you got to be ready um, for that. Um, yes, Jeremy Rigg, you asked a really good question. Scouts, anything that can infiltrate really jams up uh, deep striking armies. Like the my Night Lord's army, if I play against Sony, I was like, ten is is the minimum that you could possibly pull it off. 15 to 20 scouts is really really makes you safe yeah it makes it so that you can't do all this crazy crap i just talked about with the terminator bomb yeah it puts it off a few turns which is really good yeah. um the also like anything that scouts before the game anything like that really gets you into a good position like with my uh, sisters a battle army um if i go first i can clog up the board and force people into their backfield which is a really good tactic with all these deep striking armies that have a massive alpha strike um, because a lot of these armies that put are, are putting all these strong units into reserve don't really have that strong of units on the table. They have some units, but usually you can deal with them with your army. So if you can keep their uh, their main force off until late game, they're usually going to do pretty well. It's it's extremely well good, yep. and that's why as a, as a, my Night Lord's army, the units that start on the ground, mm -hmm. um, their job is to go kill those units ASAP, and then I'll do a beta strike turn two, yep. or I just start units on the table. Because um, the, the Terminators can just walk up the table blasting people. It, uh, it's not ideal, but it works. The Raptors, you can start on the table too. It's easy to hide them. Yep. And they jump up and then they can hunt those little scout units and they'll wipe them out. Uh, it, it just changes the game and it protects you. Yep. Uh, it really, really does help. Yeah, um, infiltrators are excellent, yeah. uh, especially against... Because a lot of the Alpha Strikes are going to be deep striking armies. And you really mitigate where they can go, which is really powerful or limit. Uh, T6Ted, can you take relics on Legion marked characters, but not in a full Legion detachment? I, be I believe you have to have the Legion detachment to get any of the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm like 99% certain to get any of the cool stuff. Um, yeah. every, you have to have a detachment that's all Legion. The, the point is to get you to not just mix and match crap. Um, it, it's like you, don't get, you only get your Legion trait if you have a detachment where everyone is the Legion. The exceptions are the Fallen and Fabius Bile. Yeah. You can stick them in a detachment and not lose your Legion um, allegiance, so to speak. Uh, and I believe that the Warlord traits, 
um, and the artifacts are only available to you in a detachment that is. Um, yeah, I think that's correct. It has yeah. to be pri completely of yep. the same keyword. And now I think it's it's apparent too, like why in the ITC, what in any, I believe almost any tournament in the world, um, we are saying like you have to have your detachments have to be easily identifiable, and this is why. Yeah, because right? otherwise it gets really confusing. Yeah, yeah. who's who's world eaters? Who's Alpha Legion? Because you could take a detachment of uh, Alpha Legion because you want to infiltrate them, and then you've got a detachment of um, uh, whatever, uh, Renegades, because the Renegade chapter uh, Legion traits are really, really good. They can advance and still charge. Yep. So you want some bikers or, or, uh, or Warp Talons or whatever um, that you want to run up the table and still advance. But your opponent needs to be able to tell who's who, and you need it to be able to tell which characters' buffs are affecting which units, yep. which if they're all painted the same, you can't do that. So... Like that is a no room for um, uh, leniency. Like you, you must be able to differentiate who's who, and that could be just painting the rims of the bases. Like everyone that has a blue rim on their base is these guys. Everyone that's red is these guys. Oh, okay, that's easy to tell, All right? Like you just you have to make it so that your opponent can tell easily what. Yeah, because otherwise what. it'll be confusing, especially with stratagems and stuff like that. Because you'd be like, yeah, I'm using a stratagem on these terminators that are painted green, even though they're supposed to be Slanesh, and you're like. Uh, uh, what? Okay. Yeah, that's not fair <laughs> yeah, to your opponent. It's a little weird. So. Uh, Blue Canary brings up a good one saying uh, that you can infiltrate 20 Berserkers with the Alpha Legion. Yep. yep. Alpha Legion Berserkers are badass. World Eater. Berserkers are just badass. Yeah, Berserkers are amazing. Uh, really, all the cult troops are really strong. Yeah. Um, Plague Marines are very resilient. Uh, Thousand Suns have great firepower, and Noise Marines are really solid. Yeah, and the, the, the World Eaters get a lot of really cool stuff to make World Eaters. Army's viable. You yeah. get, um, uh, like, you can deny the witch with a warlord trait. Um, you get a artifact that lets you deny the witch on a four. No, it's a stratagem that's on a four plus. And then there's an artifact that, um, if you deny the witch, that causes your opponent to perils. I, their warlord trait does not do. Their warlord trait is, um, I think it's every time you kill a character, vehicle, or monster, you get plus one attack. I can't remember. Yeah, it like build you get build you build up and Karn has you get it. More strong. You yeah. Get stronger. Yeah, it like as you collect skulls. And then it's the the relic, the brass collar of Borogast or whatever it is, <laughs> that gives you um deny the witch and if you do, then the opponent takes perils. Yeah. So it gives it gives uh, world eaters the ability to fight back against some of those crazy powerful psychic powers. Um and then the their demon prince now uh, it's still not as good as the one with psychic powers, but he gets plus one attack. Yep. It's really good with Malefic Talons. He has a lot of attacks. He's he, a beast. He Demon does. Princes are really good. He does, yeah. And the Demon Princes can take some of the um, special abilities, too. I think some of the Warlord traits would really benefit. Like, there's one that you do Mortal Wounds in addition to Normal Damage. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Warlord trait is Lord of Terror. It really pairs well with the uh, Night Lords. It's a six-inch bubble where your opponent rolls 2d6 and takes the highest for morale. So, so strong. Yeah, when you, when you combo that in with all the, the other debuffs, um, your opponent's units are just poof. They're just evaporating. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's extremely powerful, especially later in the game when they run out of command points or you've assassinated their um, characters that buff their leadership. Then it's just, it's just like the crashing wave. Like you just, what they have left, just pop, 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 gone. Uh, it's very characterful too. Yeah. The Night Lord debuff to leadership is very, very powerful. Uh, CW Dub, the new boon table uh, with the with the stratagem, it's, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like an homage to the past. I'm sure yeah. you can find uses for it. I, I don't I don't use it myself because my army I blow all my command points on the first turn. Yeah. Um, I, I literally I blow all of them. Like I 
I, I super buff the, the Terminators. I go in, smash. I use in Midnight Clad. It's a Night Lord stratagem to give me minus one to hit on the Terminators. And then I save two to auto pass the inevitable uh, morale check on the Terminators because they get they take heavy casualties. Because yeah. um, the entire enemy army is going to crash down upon them. Yeah. And then wave two right behind them come Raptors, Demon Prisp, Berserkers, Lord, and Sorcerer. <laughs> and that's when it really gets ugly because then you've got a ton of units all layered in there. Your opponent's busy trying to kill those Terminators. And then you just come in with everything else and it's like... So far, it's been overwhelming. Um, my opponents have not been able to, to withstand that. I'm not saying it's unbeatable. I'm sure it is, but it's, it's been really good. It's fun to play, too. Yeah. Um, Wolf Priest Carl. Uh, so Chaos Codex seems to arrive just in time to decide the fate of Conor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Emperor save us. Uh, Variant says, I'm excited for my Alpha Legion to show my brothers yep. Tau how much fun it is to be on the other side of deep tracking Meltas and Plasma. Alpha Legion and Raven Guard, Tau do not like them no. at all. Um, rather quaint. Can we speculate on whether there'll be a World Eaters or Emperor's Children products? Um, we couldn't say. Obviously, yep. that's that's going too far. Um, I, you'll just have to wait and see. Uh, solo basis, not a Chaos Dex question. Are you planning on an ITC vote about using BAO format rules? What, in regards to what? Are you talking about like the limitation on the power level for um, models or what? There's there's some things we're not voting on, and we've explained this in other places and on the podcast. Um, and we know that's like a break from tradition in the ITC. Really, it's only the the, the I think one thing, the plus one to go first. Yeah. But um, we're asking that you trust us on this. There's a reason why. And I think that if you all are patient in the not distant future, you will get an answer as to why. Um, you'll get an explanation that will satisfy you. Uh, I mean, most people are totally like for it anyways. I mean, like, small... you look at it, like you look at these armies, like the army that you were just talking about with the Terminators, like if that was guaranteed to go first every time, you might, you're gonna like steamroll yeah. most people unless you have like scouts to like push people back. Yeah, it, it, so, it is. It, it, you can build armies that have the most ridiculous alpha strikes that are almost guaranteed to go first. Like knights. Yeah, exactly. Like, or deep striking commanders and stuff like this. Like flyer armies. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it, in our opinion, it's definitely better for the game. So. Yeah, it just it makes the game more fun. Um, and the vast majority of people, like obviously, like the data already supports the fact that most people want to play that way. Yeah. Um, the auto go first is dumb, CWW. Yeah, it's it, well, it 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 works for casual play. It's actually really good for casual play. It it, it speeds it, it up. It goes faster. It does, and it, it breaks when you it breaks when you optimize for it. And look at the ETC yeah. for that. They were playing auto go first. They were playing without the F, the two recent FAQs, and we get why they have to give people time to prepare. Um, and it was very indicative of early Index 40K, where it's like people are just getting tabled instantly. The the you know Storm Raven armies. We're just smashing people, or they play in a mirror match, and whoever went first won. Yeah, um, and that, that's not that's not fun. Axe of Entropy, yeah. Summoning armies are actually really strong. I don't think I think it's something people kind of glossed over, but like uh, Ryan Mead at the BAO did really well with summoning, and I think he had like eight hundred points of Six, summoning or six hundred points of yeah. summoning, and he was doing really well with it because you summon in reinforcements where you need them when you need them. It's really powerful. Scarsoul says we are too close to our green screen. Um, we'll let Mariana know. Take that. Um, when are you guys going to see the Night Lords on the stream? They've been on the stream multiple times. I haven't played the competitive Night Lords army 
because the book wasn't out. Yeah. Like I, we've been playing it in practice and in, you know, in the playtesting process and just for fun. And I haven't lost yet with them. And again, I'm not saying it's the ultimate list of doom or whatever. Uh, I'm just saying it's a really fun and effective army uh, that plays like I imagine the Night Lords would play. I've got my Raptors. I've got my Atramentar, which are my Chaos Terminators, which I've never really been good. And now they're ridiculously good. Yeah. I've got my Chaos Lord with the Claws of the Black Hunt, which are freaking ridiculous. The claws are really good. It's uh, the Claws of the, the Black Hunt. The relics are pretty good. Or is a Night Lord's relic, and it's basically a force weapon lightning, lightning claw. claw. It's ridiculous. It's a little much. Yeah, that Lord comes in. And what we have found is that for your Chaos Lord, who is phenomenal, Chaos Lord with a jump pack, phenomenal. Uh, believe me, I've got the best Chaos Lords. <laughs> But what we found, generally speaking, is like Lightning Claw uh, Combi Melta or Power Fist Combi Melta is, is probably the most efficient way to run him. It's the same with the Space Marines. You, it's Thunder Hammer Combi Melta is really good or, or Plasma Pistol. Yeah. Uh, but for for me, I want to use as much of the Night Lord stuff as I can. And the, um, the Claws of the Black Hunt on the Lord. Oh, dude, he comes down behind the Terminators and he's with the Raptors buffing everybody. Turn two, he jumps in. And then the sorcerer, like the berserkers get out, the sorcerer warp times them. They slingshot up, and you're like, it's just overwhelming. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Uh, T6 Ted, uh, do you think you have to take a max unit of talent or warp talents to like 10 or are five effective? I think five is effective, but 10 is definitely better because you can tie in more yeah. units and uh, deny them Overwatch. It, depends uh, it really on depends on what else is in your list and what yeah. you're trying to do. It, it depends on what role you want him to, to play yeah. because if you want to take maximum advantage of like the attack twice plus one to wound all that stuff yeah go up to 10 because the warp towns are great because they oh, yeah. you can't overwatch them so they go in first they lock a bunch of units in combat and then all your other guys are like oh if they make it into combat cool if they don't i'm safe yep uh really really effective they don't hit that hard but you can buff them up quite a bit um, yeah they're really expensive they're yeah. a lot of points but uh, like a five-man unit is great, and it'll deny at least one or two units Overwatch, which is very strong. Yeah, Axis of Entropy, yes. Uh, Word Bearers can summon in. Mm -hmm. Word Bearers are good. I, like again, like on the power scale, I would say of all the legions, they're a little bit closer to the bottom. That's not to say that they're bad. No. They're really good. Uh, but summoning now, especially with the cheaper um, units like Demonettes and Bloodletters, even Plague Bearers are really good to throw into objectives. Nerglings, uh, a Bellacore is really good for summoning. Um, summoning is flexible and that's why it's good and like you said Ryan Mead did very well oh yeah um, word bearers are good their relic is like a super Crozius Arcanum or dark yeah, Crozius it's awesome that thing is gnarly it's better than a Thunderhammer yep um, well arguably better than a Thunderhammer it, 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 it's not as high strength but it's not minus one to hit so um, and then uh, some other people brought up the new unit which is extremely excited exciting the exalted champion who is a boss beast mode He's like the Chaos Lieutenant. Yes. And instead of getting reroll ones to wound all the time, he rerolls all wounds in melee, arguably better. He himself is really powerful too. Um, he rerolls hits against characters. So uh, there's so much you can do here, right? Like uh, you could play Iron Warriors, take a um, um, the Chaplain dude, I always, Dark Apostle, mm -hmm. give him the Warlord trait to make um, Cultus Fearless, take an Exalted Champion, and take like... Now hundred the cultists, cultists. Are really powerful. Now they're rerolling to hit and wound. Yep. And give them the melee weapon, close combat, and uh, that's not Forward bad. Brothers. That is not bad. So you have fearless cultists that are rerolling to hit and wound. Um, it's really good. Yeah. 
obviously with berserkers it's stupid it's just ridiculous as if they weren't good enough like uh nick nonavati at the etc was running i think 30 or 40 berserkers and rhinos yeah uh i think it was 40 berserkers and rhinos and he did extremely well our teammate um james uh or yeah he was using uh berserkers in um charybdis yeah and they are just like like if you're having trouble with uh conscripts in your meta and you have a chaos player take some berserkers just take some berserkers they'll kill all of them oh yeah the berserkers are monsters they'll chew through anything yeah um, best list before power level BAO nerf Macedon eight by five long things one drop oh right to uh, to do a one drop army lock infinity and that's exactly why it's not a good idea um, it's just it's not fun yeah it's that's so many shots that most people won't be able to recover from it's really powerful yeah and there's a lot of those armies where you can just drop so many things that are it's a low model count army but your firepower is just ridiculous yeah and then Thrillin is making a comment on summoning yes summoning gives you flexibility yeah and if you're doing it with word bearers and using the stratagem it's almost it's very close to a certainty that you're getting what you want where and when you want it Uh, and you can summon uh, more than once in a turn Mm -hmm. right so like you can bring in a ton of stuff it's Um, very powerful because you can bring in whatever you need for certain situations it's just like the way summoning was before just a little toned down yeah and as far as the power level limitation in the ITC, um, that is in all likelihood going to probably stay through the year um, for reasons that we can't disclose. But uh, I would anticipate being able to use all of your stuff in the not distant future. Um, just just hang tight with us on that one. Uh, T6 Ted, they get so expensive at 10. Warp Towns, yeah. That's why I... I Originally, I wanted to use Warp Talons because it's the Night Lord's like special unit, but the Terminators are just better, and I love the Chaos Terminator models. Yeah. Um, Threllin, can T-Sun Psychers from the Index use the powers from the Codex? Uh, um, book eventually, but I think the ones in the Index tell you you have to use the one in the Index. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think, know if I don't think the head. ones from the Index can use the Codex ones. I think, I think Reese is right. You have to use the Index ones for those guys. TBMC Irvin, you eventually will be able to use your Mastodon. Uh, I promise you that. Yep. Like, things are a little bit in flux right now, so just please hang tight. Uh, but any investment in a model uh, in the not-distance future is going to be um, good to go. We're, there's just a couple things that are, are uh, we're, we're waiting on. Uh, uh, CWW, yeah, Swarm Lord's double move is one of the most powerful abilities in the game. Yes. It's so good. It's better than Warp Time because so it's good. automatic. Yes. And it's, it can't be denied. For sure. And like, Swarm Lord's a monster himself. Yes. So he's like yes. he's like almost an auto-take in any Nidlist. Yeah. He's really good. He, he is, Swarm Lord is one of the, I think, the top five best HQs in the game. Yeah, like, he might be top three. Yeah. He's so freaking amazing. So, I mean, there's, there's so much to talk about with the Chaos Codex. Obviously, yeah. we've already, like, talked about it a lot. So, we'll wrap it up on this one. But uh, be stoked. Oh, yeah. it, it's just such a good book. Um, sure. There's some other uh, pre-orders up that you can order from us. Obviously, at a discount, free shipping over $99. we got the Primaris Intercessors and the Primaris Hellblasters, both beautiful mm-hmm. kits. And also the Grey Knight Codex, which we'll go into depth on Friday's show about. Uh, make sure to get those uh, pre-orders in. Stock is limited. Yep. Uh, GW has been struggling to keep up with the increased demand of 8th edition. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess last thing, Frankie, what's your favorite thing in the Chaos Codex before we uh, move on? My favorite thing in the Chaos Codex? Uh, 
I don't know, probably the plus one to wound stratagem. I mean, it's so it's powerful. So freaking it's really good. good. And it makes units that aren't that great really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I really dig it. It is ridiculous. One of the guys on the playtest team is using uh, super cheap Terminators, which is Stormbolters and um, Power Axe. Yeah. And he's doing the plus one to wound on just the Stormbolters and wrecking people. Oh, yeah. Like, there's Four a lot of people each. that are, like, spamming Stormbolters right now. Stormbolters yeah. are really good. It's solid. It's awesome. Uh, so the ETC has come and went. For those of you who don't know what that is, the European Team Championship is somewhat like the Olympics of 40K. Yep. Teams from all around the world representing their country come, compete. It's an eight-on-eight with a captain team competition. And uh, uh, the way it works is that you try to pair lists versus each other in a favorable uh, way. You get sometimes extremely lopsided games, but that's a part of it. And it's the team format's extremely fun. You've heard us say that a million times. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to Russia. Team they, Russia. They won this year. Uh, Poland was, I believe, it was either. Oh man, I'm they were right. dominating, and then they got knocked out. And then France was doing really well. I can't remember well. if Poland or France got second or third, but one of those two was second or third. England was fourth. Our friends over in the UK, yeah. uh, Zach, one of the, the the team members of, of the UK team, did a write up, which you can see at FrontlineGaming.org. It's a round by round, very extensive, very funny. Zach is a very funny writer. He's got a yeah. good sense of humor. Um, check it out if you want to learn more about it. America, uh, we're proud of our team. They got 12th place. Job, uh, well done, guys. And there was teams from all over the place, Australia, um, uh, all over Europe. Everywhere, yeah, yeah uh, really, really good. Canada had a team. Uh, and as long as America did better than Canada, we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boys. I don't know if we did, though. Canada uh, might have beat us. But uh, good job to everybody who competed in the ETC. It's a wonderful event. And yeah. uh, uh, it's always really cool. Because it is so much like country pride. It's awesome, dude. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch, see like how your buddies are doing, where they're falling, and all that stuff. It's 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 a really great event. And the, the team format, you've heard us talk about a million times. It's In my opinion, it's the best. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah, CW-Dub. Warhound supremacy suits and well the warlord titan doesn't fit but <laughs> theoretically yes those will all be good to go just not yet just hang tight with us like we're the wheels are actively turning on that just just be patient please yep. uh tbmc Irvin says you beat us i'm assuming that you're canadian yes. and if so nana nana boo boo in your face stick your head in just, <laughs> just kidding <laughs> we contributed nothing to that victory so uh, we have a bunch of ITC events coming up this weekend. Make sure to get your points. There is a ton of events this weekend. We do have a GT-level event. Which that, we'll be at. Yeah, the whole Frontline Gaming team yep. is going to be there. Uh, that will be the Hammer of Wrath GT in Game Empire Pasadena, which is a cool store. Uh, a bunch of our friends and a bunch of the LVO judging staff plays out of that store. Yep. But, uh, yeah, check out the calendar because there's events all over the world. Get your points. And we have a couple of recently completed competitions out of the FLG Paint Studio. Beautiful. Um, we have the Macarius Plasma guy. The I can't remember. Macarius Plasma Obliterator. That's what, is it, what, I can't remember what it's called. I think it is the Plasma. No, the Plasma Obliterator is building. I don't know. It's one of the sickest yeah. models, though. I, I love that model. Got another um, uh, Guillemin going on there. Mm, more Guillemins. Makes the world a better place. And we have uh, uh, Stormcast Eternal model, the name of which the escapes Lord me. Aquila or Lord Aquila. Yeah, Aquila Aquila or something. Or something, yeah. yeah, beautiful model. Yeah. Uh, the FLG Paint Studio is crushing it. So if you guys want to get some of your models painted by them, please hit us up. We are always taking new commissions. Cool. And if you're in the San Diego area and looking for a job and you're a painter, we're Come also always hiring. 
because yeah. uh, the paint studio is cranking. It oh, is yeah. always busy. All right, we'll jump into chat, answer a couple questions, and we'll wrap up the show. Uh, also, make sure to grab your tickets for the SoCal Open and the Las Vegas Open. A lot of events are uh, selling out, yep. and uh, LVO is going to be big this year. SoCal Open is already well in the triple digits. It's going to be a uh, big first-year event. Uh, very amp. Yeah, uh, the Raw Dog slash Salty Banana is very pumped for the new Grey Knight decks. He is. He's uh, been waiting a long time. Nova Star, the Chaos Terminator kit is what got me started on the Eightfold Path when I was a wee nice. lad. Yeah, I love those models. I love those models. Cool. Uh, Rabbit Master, 321. With all of the... Okay, lost your question. With all of these new codexes around, do the fully... Do they fully replace indexes corresponding entries? Uh, Dark Angels and Rankin take space ring choices. Do they have to take corresponding space ring choices? Yes. Uh, I, I think I think the game I think they answered that. Yeah. So basically, the the index Dark Angels yeah, that want right. to use space ring right. models have to use the ones from the space, space ring codex because the new data sheet overrides yep. the old one. Correct. Uh, TBCM. Irving, Capital City Bloodbath next weekend. Super excited for that. And that is a GT level event. That might be a major event, actually. That's a long-running big event up in yeah. Canada. Uh, Jeremy Rigged, how many scout units need to uh, need to make deep striking inconvenient? Uh, I mean, I'd say three. Three or four or 20. I mean. <laughs> if you, two, you can do it with two units. Yeah. Uh, three, even like in any deployment, you'll really, really bone them with yeah. three. Three is enough to cover like an entire line and make it to where they're forced uh, nine inches away from that direction. Yeah. And uh, any hunch when the General's Handbook 2017 will hit? Uh, obviously, we can't divulge information like that. Yeah. I think um, that GW is actually talking about that. They're saying it's coming yeah. in August. They've already announced that. It's yeah. just a matter of when. I would say, I would guess soon, but uh, I, we actually don't know for sure. Um, uh, Blue, Blue Canary, Canary, why were there so few Necrons at BAO? I, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. That's, that's a... That's an interesting question, but there were some Necron players that did extremely well. Um, a couple of them had the pylon. The pylon is a monster. Uh, one of our buddies, Dan, played against it, and it did like 22 wounds to Magnus. Yeah. Magnus is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> goodbye. The pylon is extremely good. Yeah. Necrons are good, but they, they are definitely an army that you have to know what you're doing. They're not forgiving, uh, but when you when you do well with them, you, you will do really yeah. well. And when Necrons start to win, they steamroll. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, look, my army's back. And the other guy's like, oh, great. Oh, sweet. Well, I'm dead. Uh, Inquisitor Kane. That's awesome. Yeah, the uh, GW, GT, that they're doing three heats sold out in a couple hours. That's great. Good yeah. for them. That's, that's awesome. Amazing. That's going to be... That's going to be a really fun event. Yeah. Like, we would love to go, but that's expensive. Well, because it, 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 it occurs over a length of time. Yeah, you'd have to like, fly over like multiple times. It's like three different times. weekends, yeah. so you'd have to come out three times. That, that gets a little expensive. Yeah, you will be able to do it, but... For one tournament. Good luck to everybody that's attending. I uh, wish you guys the best of luck. Uh, Interceptor spam feels very strong. Do you feel like Grey Knight Codex? Yeah, Interceptors are great. And they're talking about the fast attack, Grey Knight yep. choice. Excellent very unit. Very good unit. I know uh, Pablo has got some sneaky tricks up his sleeve involving Interceptors that he'll be using. Uh, I, I think they're excellent. The Grey Knight Codex, which we'll dig into, offers a lot to be excited about. Yes. Again, right, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Please get your pre-orders in for the Chaos Codex, the new Space Marine Primaris kits, and or the Grey Knight Codex while supplies last and we will talk to you again on wednesday for the ninth realm and tonight we have a game uh, live 40k yeah that'll be fun we don't know who's Ooh. playing yet but we'll figure it we'll out we'll figure it out all right guys have a good one hey brandon here lead painter for the flg paint studio just wanted to let you know that we have all kinds of cool pictures blog posts and tutorials at the flgpaintstudio.com 
And if you're looking for a quote for your next project, come check us out.